Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. Hey, Happy New Year, Ocean Hills. It's so good to uh, be with you this morning. I want to just say that, wow, in a year that uh, had so much change and unpredictability, I want to say thank you for your consistency in giving generously to the mission of Jesus and furthering the cause of Christ here at Ocean Hills. We're so grateful for your partnership, for your sacrifice, and for your generosity. And uh, I want you to know that uh, as we now kind of lean into a brand new year, 2021, there are amazing opportunities for you to get super intentional about your spiritual growth and spiritual life. If you want to become more like Jesus, there are no excuses. We have lots of on-ramps into community and connecting, into growing and stretching, and into serving and living beyond yourself. So all of that information is on our website and on our app. If you don't have or get our emails every week, just email us at hello at Ocean Hills. Org and uh, sign up for that and you'll get our emails and that's giving you all the info. Hey, I'm excited to uh, introduce our new sermon series this morning. We're starting a verse-by-verse uh, walk through Isaiah chapter 40. One of the most amazing chapters in all of Scripture and all the Old Testament. Over the next several weeks, we're going to take just an up close and personal look at how great God is. And so Pastor Jono is going to uh, launch the first in this series. You're really gonna enjoy it. Let me pray for us. And then we're gonna worship and sing. And then Jono's gonna bring us the word today. Kind Father, thank you for this new year. Thank you so much that you have never abandoned us or given up on us. And uh, last year was hard, but we are filled with hope for this year. And we want to walk with you this year. We want to uh, just have our hearts uh, filled to overflowing with your light, with your love. And my prayer, oh God, today is that as we open the scriptures, that the word of God would do the work of God, shaping our minds, our thoughts, and our actions so that we become more like Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing. Happy New Year, Ocean Hills. It's the first Sunday of 2021. Are you ready for what God has in store for this year? I know we're all ready to turn the page on 2020, and I want to just start with a quote from Billy Graham. He said this, comfort and prosperity have never enriched the world as much as adversity has. Comfort and prosperity have never enriched the world as much as adversity has. A word of hope in this time. We need this, don't we? God is up to something. And uh, I'm listening, I know we're listening, and we wanted to start the year with one of the most encouraging, one of the most hopeful chapters in the entire 
Bible, and that's Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah 40, even if Handel's Messiah wasn't inspired by this chapter, it would still be one of the most famous chapters in all of Scripture because it's just filled with hope and goodness. And so I want to invite you for the next 40 days while we're in this series, would you read Isaiah 40 every day? with me, with our team, would you uh, soak in it? Would you marinate in it? Would you just uh, journal through it, pray through it, and let God speak to you through Isaiah 40 as we start this year, 2021, okay? So before I get into it, I wanna give you a quick uh, little context about chapters one through 39, since we're not going there. Chapters one through 39, they're all about God's judgment. Spoiler alert, it's not the most encouraging read, but it's important. It's an important read because it, it reminds us of, of our sin, of our weaknesses, our shortcomings, our mistakes. And Isaiah's job was really to articulate the justice, the incredible justice of God and how far away we were from his standard. And so, so as you read chapters 1 through 39, you can go back and check it out. And in, in chapter 39, the Israelites are told they're going to go into exile. And so it's a dark time. It's a moment of confusion, a moment of uncertainty, a moment of adversity. And then we get to chapter 40. And God doesn't bring a word of condemnation. He brings a word of comfort for his people. A word of comfort is what we need in this year. So listen to these words, Isaiah 40, one through five. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is the word of God for us today. We are creatures of comfort, aren't we? We love our comfy pants. We love our comfy shoes. We love our comfy drinks. We love our comfy cars with heated seats. We love being comfortable. When we're stressed, when we're anxious, when we're stuck at home, we look for comfort. I, I read a news source that wrote 58 million Americans are spending more money while being stuck at home. And 43% of those are comfort buying, buying things for comfort. Anybody else watching today's service in their new loungewear at home? Um, and uh, we, we just look for comfort, don't we? We look for comfort in things, in people, in circumstances, and God offers us a different comfort. He offers us real, lasting, abiding comfort. Listen to what C.S. Lewis said. He said, it's quite useless knocking on heaven's door for earthly comfort. It's not the sort of comfort they supply there. There's a deeper comfort that God wants you to know this year. There's a deeper comfort in your heart and your mind that God wants you to experience 
this year in Isaiah 40 gives us some insights on how to know it, how to realize it, how to experience this comfort. So here, here's, here's the outline today. Real comfort comes from knowing three things. Real comfort comes from knowing three things. Who you belong to, who the king really is, and what God offers you. So who you belong to. Verse 1, God says, comfort, comfort my people. It's a small but powerful word, my people. We belong to God. We are his. We are his children. He is for us. He is protecting us. He is guiding us. We are in his hands. We belong to him. He has not left us. When bad things happen, when, when hard times happen, like the one we've been in, we start questioning, God, where are you? Where have you gone? Why are you not speaking anymore? I'm sure the Israelites, after hundreds of years in exile, thought the same thing. God, where are you? And God brings this amazingly comforting word. Comfort my people. I am still here. I am still for you. I am coming for you. Hear that today. There is strength and there is power in belonging to God. I love what one Fuller professor said. He said, when I say I belong to God, I mean that I am indelibly etched into God's family tree. I cannot be removed or cast out. God has adopted me into God's family, and it's a gift of God, and not the result of some heroic act that merits my inclusion in the royal family. I did nothing to become part of God's family, and here's the best part. I can do nothing to get kicked out of that family. Belonging is the antidote to fear. Belonging is the antidote to fear because it gives me an identity that is grounded in God's love, in who God is, that he's my father, that I am his child. It's not about my performance. It's not about my, my status. It's not about my socioeconomic status or my 401k. It's not about how well I preach this sermon. It's not about my wealth or my job or anything like that. My identity is grounded in his love because I belong to him. Ephesians 2.13 says this, but now you belong to Christ Jesus. At one time, you were far away from God. Now you've been brought close to him. Christ did this when he gave his blood on the cross. You were once far, but God has brought you close to him. You belong to him. I don't know where you're watching this today. If you're alone and with people, maybe you're feeling lonely. Maybe you're feeling disconnected, isolated. 2020 has been a heck of a year and uh, so much disconnection and so much conflict. And you might be wondering where your people are. You might be not feeling a sense of belonging. I want to remind you today from this scripture, you belong to God's family. You belong to him. You need to hear that truth today. And we need to remind each other. We are, we are told to remind each other who we belong to. It's so important and it's been hard. We haven't been able to gather in a large group, but we still need to gather in small groups 
and remind each other, whether it's online or in person, uh, I wanna encourage you this year, get into a group so you can be reminded weekly that you belong to God. We need that reminder. That's where real abiding comfort comes from, knowing I belong to him. Second thing that, that brings us real abiding deep comfort is that, that I know who the king really is. I know who the king really is. Real comfort is, is found in knowing this, is knowing who's really in charge and what he's really like. Who's in charge and what he's like. It's not about the God I create in my imagination or the God I dream about or the God I made up. It's the God that, that revealed himself in the Bible. And that's why the Bible, his word is so important to us because it reveals who he really is. He's good. He's for you. Who he really is. Verses three through five, uh, when, we, when we read those and, and they say, prepare a way for God. Prepare a way for God. The ancients would have heard this and they would have known instantly a king is coming. There is someone in charge that's coming because in the ancient land, when a king wanted to go across his kingdom, he would send people ahead and they would actually build a highway for him. They would fill in the gaps and break down any barriers that would prevent the king from, from moving on. And, and so the king is coming, but this is a king like no other. Something bigger is actually happening here. Did you read it? Because the valleys are being filled in. The mountains are melting. There is something bigger happening. This king is different. He's powerful. And then it says this, don't miss this. The glory of the Lord will be revealed and the whole world will see it. All the people will see it. It's not just for one town or one city or one country or one continent. The whole world will see the glory of God. What is the glory of God? Can you think about that with me for a second? We often think of God's glory as his power, but it's even better than that. It's, it's about his goodness. It's about his unending love for you. God's glory is seen in that. I, I love this in, insight from Dane Ortland's book. Uh, we're going to be promoting it, Gentle and Lowly. This is the, just the spiritual growth resource for the first quarter of 2021. Grab this book, Gentle and Lowly. He says this, what do you think of when you hear the phrase, the glory of the Lord? Do you picture the immense size of the universe? A thundering, terrifying voice from the clouds? In Exodus 33, Moses asks, please show me your glory. And how does God respond? I will make my goodness pass before you, he says. Goodness? Isn't the glory of God a matter of his greatness? Apparently not. God then goes on to speak of showing mercy and grace to whomever he wills. As you read through Isaiah 40, you're gonna see this dual dimension of God. We have a God who is all powerful, who, who can lift up the valleys and squash the mountains, and he's powerful and he rules with strength, but he's a tender God. He comes and he speaks to his flock like a shepherd. He rules like a shepherd. He is the warrior shepherd. This is the God of the Bible. He comforts us, Paul says, the God of all comfort comforts us in all our troubles. So what's troubling you today? 
Is it, is it the news? Is it our world? Is it cancer? Is it disease? Is it conflict? Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. He can say that because he is the God of all comfort. And we get to choose, what are we gonna focus on this year in 2021? Are we gonna focus on who he is and how, how amazing he is and that he's in charge of this world? Or are we gonna focus on our troubles? We get to choose that. So I wanna encourage you to just remember who the king really is, what he's really like. Get to know him this year, 2021. Lastly, what God offers you, real abiding comfort comes from what God offers you. Verse two, let me take you back there. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Paid double for her sins. What does that mean? Paid double for her sins. I read that the first time I was so confused. Honestly, I, I read it over and over and I, I had to go digging. Like, what, what does this mean? What, do you, what does it mean to be paid double for your sins? And I was so encouraged by what I found out. I want to share it with you. And there is some ambiguity in the Hebrew language about what this word is. If it's penalty or if it's reward. And uh, Tim Keller and some other scholars make a really strong case that God is telling about the double reward, the double blessing of belonging to him. Have you ever thought about the double blessing of belonging to Jesus? There's a famous preacher by the name of Martin Lloyd-Jones who talks about this very thing in one of his sermons. It's in a book called Spiritual Depression, Causes and Cures. And he tells his experience of being a pastor for many, many years and, and how he noticed that the average Christian was filled with anxiety and worry, that Christians were very touchy and judgy, that they were often feeling down and unworthy. And he, he wondered, what is wrong? What is going on? And he realized they didn't understand the double blessing of salvation in Jesus. They believed that Jesus died for our sins and pardoned us, but now it was up to us to live a good life that Jesus maybe just gave us barely enough salvation to save us from hell, but now we're on our own. This is not what the Bible teaches us, family. This, this is not, it, he, it teaches us this, that he doesn't just forgive us. He doesn't just erase our sins. That's the first blessing. The second blessing is he welcomes us. He accepts us. He brings us into his family. Not understanding, not receiving the double blessing is like a governor who pardons you from, from a, a death sentence on death row and then just sets you free. And you have to live under the cloud of what you did and figure that out. Maybe the double blessing uh, of Jesus is best seen in the prodigal son story where, where the son returns after squandering his father's wealth, the son returns back and the father runs out to him and the father doesn't just forgive him and put him back to work. What does the father do? The father forgives him, puts a ring on his finger, puts a robe on his back and welcomes him into a party and says, my son, 
he lives again. The double blessing of Jesus. You guys, friends, unless we receive the double reward of Jesus, we're always going to be trying to earn our favor with God. We're going to be frustrated by our sin, or we're going to be self-righteous about our goodness. We are not going to find that deep abiding comfort of the double blessing. My hope is that 2021 would be a year of double blessing for you, that you would receive his forgiveness and his life and his acceptance, that he has put his righteousness in each of us who believe in him. May you experience that that double blessing. Would you commit to reading Isaiah 40 with me? I want to just remind you again for the next 40 days, read it once a day. Read through it. Let God speak to you in it. Marinate in it together. Let's talk about it in our, live, in our life groups, our move groups, or whatever group you're going to jump into in 2021. I want to close in prayer. And just, uh, just as 2021 has started, would you just with your palms up, let's pray. Let me pray for you as we close. God, thank you for your deep, abiding comfort. God, that you give us a comfort the world could never give us. We thank you that we belong to you. God, we receive that right now. We receive that comfort that we belong to you. We receive the comfort that you are king, that you have come as king, as warrior shepherd. We receive all that you give us, God, all the comfort you want to give us. And we receive the double blessing of you. God, I I pray that that double blessing would be realized, would be known, would be lived out. God, thank you for that. Thank you for the comfort that you give us. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.